0: It's the Afternoon Delight on ESPN Pittsburgh. Wesley Euler with you here. It's a weird Monday. It's not a victory Monday, but it kind of feels like one because the Steelers avoid the Ravens and the Titans, Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry more importantly, and they get those Browns a shot at revenge. Hey, Cleveland, you want a shot at the title? We'll see you at Heinz Field this Sunday night. Joining me to discuss all things Steelers and NFL related as he does every single Monday, kind enough to do so. It's our buddy. From DK Pittsburgh Sports and the Locked on Steelers podcast, Chris Carter on the phone lines right now. Chris, I appreciate your time as always. Let's get right into it here, my man. Uh, before, before we get into some Steelers specifics, I actually have got, I, I want your perspective on a national debate today. And of course, I'm talking okay. about uh, tank, tank, tank Adelphia last night, the, <laughs> the, the Eagles and the Washington football team, man, a lot of different takes, a lot of different. Ideology, ideologies, there we go, being thrown around today about this. Was it the right thing to do? Was it the wrong thing to do? Was it embarrassing to the game? Uh, was it fair to the game? All this stuff. I was just wondering your thoughts with everything that transpired last night in Philadelphia.
1: I mean, I, I felt like, here, here's where I feel like this. The, the Eagles owe the Giants nothing. Like, anyone that's saying, well, what about the Giants? Who cares? I, I don't think that matters. I did feel like this was clearly done so that they could lose that game, lock in the sixth overall pick, and get who they really want in this upcoming draft. Yeah. that If that's what happened, that's what happened. That's part of the game. But at the same time, Doug Peterson can't acknowledge that. Otherwise, <laughs> than the NFL gets to this whole question of, well, you know, what is what is actually a game if teams are going to throw it sure. uh, when they need to? And, and then the competitive factor comes in, and gambling comes in. Like the NFL doesn't want people to have to think about that. They want to brush this under the rug and get you... Th- Guys, think about the playoff teams. Think about the playoff teams. Forget Super about...
0: Super wild game. card weekend.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. But the fact is, is that... That had to be what was going on there. I don't care. Like someone tried to cover for him, saying like, "Oh, you know, Jalen Hurts wasn't having a great game." Oh, you put in Nate Sudfeld <laughs> for four years and knows he stakes. Like, come on, man. And, and Jalen Hurts just sitting on the bench, and you could see him say, "This ain't right." And, you know, like, yeah. like, and, and and he's right. You know, and, and I, I gotta say, Peterson, you, I would have left Jalen Hurts in, even because if you win, it's like, okay, well, great for his confidence, whatever. You move back a couple steps, and then that kind of stuff does play into picks and everything, but. I just it's it's so weird I think the biggest thing is Doug could have just let him be in there they probably do lose that game anyways and then and then this isn't even an issue but now Jalen Hurts has reason to have beef with the coaching staff and 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 you already have beef with the guy who you just replaced Jalen Hurts Mm. with so lots of lots of questions there And, and and yes this time this kind of stuff happens all the time in Bill Cowher's final year had, had, when, when the Steelers beat the Bengals to go 8-8 eight and eight to finish the season, they knocked the Bengals out the playoffs, and it sucked for the Bengals. But had the Steelers lost that game, instead of getting Lawrence Timmons, they would have been in position to get Patrick Willis in that year's draft. Oh, so like,
0: Chris, don't tell like, me that.
1: that. That kind of stuff happens all the time here, Wes. So it's like, you know, the, do, should you lose strategically in sometimes, even though you're supposed to be playing mm-hmm. to win every game? That question could be asked every year. I think the NFL encourages teams to not do that because then it ruins their product because right. then people are going to be looking at that but there's no question that was that's what that's what Peterson was doing in that situation he, it just it's harder to cover up when you put in your third string quarterback over the guy that it's obvious you were replacing Carson Wentz for, for the for at least the upcoming
0: future You know what now that you brought that up that makes me think too what would have been it would have been a couple years earlier than the example. It was it was the year before Ben was drafted, right? So what it would have been mm-hmm. o, like o two o three season, I believe. Um, Steelers are six and nine, nice at the time, going to Baltimore to play <laughs> to play the Ravens. And the Ravens had already clinched the division, already locked up a playoff spot. And Brian Billick said, "I don't care. It's Steelers, Baltimore. We're playing to win this game. Baltimore wins in a close one at the very end. The Steelers end up losing that game. If they would have won, they would have picked." 15 16 17 something like that yeah they lose they move to 11 and that allows them to draft a guy I don't know you might have heard of him Ben Roethlisberger. so yeah oh, oh that guy it's it's worked it's worked for and against teams in that regard too and I I, to, I didn't even realize that Patrick Willis thing oh man that's like my that's like my favorite non-stealer of, of my era ever I love Patrick Willis uh Chris Carter with us here on the show the the, the main thing that bothered me about that though Chris real quick before we get to Steeler specifics here a lot of the people, um, the Dan Orslavskis, I heard this today. People like, um, like Bill Polian, you know, guys who have spent time in the National Football League as players or as front office people or both before going into the media realm, saying that what happened last night hurts the integrity of the game when. One, Chris, those were the same people who were laughing at the Jets for right winning a meaningless game to lose Trevor Lawrence. Okay, mm-hmm. where's that where's that same energy now? And two, like don't talk to me. Do we really want to talk about integrity of the game when um when you got Dan Snyder still owning a team, when you've got owners yeah. ac- when you've got owners across the league who've been nabbed for DUIs and the, <clears throat> some indiscretions down in Jupiter, mm-hmm. Florida? Right when you've got when you've got guys um, in the league who I don't need to point them out by name, but that continue to get jobs after real criminal accusations and charges. When you've got a coach like Greg Williams who ran a bounty gate system in the league and is still getting jobs as a defensive coordinator, like I just don't want to hear about the integrity of the game in this regard.
1: Yeah, you know it's that's the thing if you're going to be about like like how I just explained it, you know, the league doesn't want it, but when you try to harp on it, like you're standing on a pedestal, that's where you kind of look, right? Because right. I'll be real with you. The league has to push it there. And that's where I, I I try to be different from some of the national people that, that try to, you know, act like they're speaking from a soapbox in the situation. <laughs> I'm just telling you what's going on here. The Eagles, The only reason you put in Sudfeld, you're not putting in Sudfeld because you want to get a look there. Get get out of here. That's not that's not at all what you and and you didn't think he would do better than Jalen Hurts. Like, stop it. Just just admit that you were doing this because you really wanted to lose the game, just like you didn't kick a field goal that would have tied the game late in in the game. Like, Come on. It's just obvious what was happening there. And, And and let's and let's be real. The NFL needs to keep up the image that all games are competitive, even in the games like like someone tried to compare it to the Steelers resting their players against the Browns or the Chiefs resting their players against the Chargers. It's not the same that, you know, those teams are resting for the playoffs. These teams are in the the awkward position of technically if we lose this game, it's better because we got a better draft pick. But we need to win this game because we need to show that we are. Playing to win this game, and people hmm. will turn into turn tune on turn tune on uh, t- tune into <laughs> Chris. Learn your English, but tune into these games in the future because now you know someone can. You know this pushes the argument. Someone could say, "Why, as a Lions fan, will I watch them when they're five and ten next year, and they're playing a team that they don't need to beat." And why would I watch them to lose this game because I need them to lose this game because I'd like to get whoever's the top prospect that year and, and that's that's where it is just let's be real. the n f l just wants to avoid that conversation because it's the logical first step in that conversation. Mm. um so you're right. I think people that are trying to be blowhards about this don't try too hard i think the the best the, the thing that you can get on Doug Peterson about is like dog don't just don't try to. Do a better job right. of lying about it. Like, like, or just, just start, start Sudfeld.
0: You could have started Sudfeld for the whole game, right, and just said, hey, man, Washington, they've got some real beasts at pass rusher. We just – Jalen Hurts is our future, and we didn't want to expose him for a meaningless game. Boom, there you go. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports, in the Locked on Steelers podcast with us. All right, let's get to what the people really came here for. Let's talk, yeah. some, some, talk some Steelers, Mr. Carter. Uh, let's start with the quarterback. Mason Rudolph, uh, impressed by his performance yesterday, and do you think that that bought him uh, some more time within the organization and, and with his NFL future in the bigger picture?
1: Yeah, I, I give him a solid B on, on the day. Um, you know, I was, I was leaning toward the B minus you know, going in, you know, in, in the middle of the fourth quarter, but uh, he led two late touchdown drives. He was throwing the ball down the field. He showed confidence. And, and that's been my biggest thing about Mace Is I needed to see all, you know, for going back to even last year, he, he would wink at the camera. He'd be psyched up on the sidelines. He'd, he'd look and sound confident when he wasn't on the field. But then when he was on the field, he didn't look nearly as confident. And I needed to see, to, as an evaluator to see, okay, you're going to step up in the pocket and you're going to make the big throw. You're going to throw it downfield and you're going you're to get your offense going. And he did that. And he was taking the one-on-ones. I, I, I liked what I saw there. He clearly has an NFL arm. He just needs the NFL brain. And my biggest critique of him going forward, Carter critiques. follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, my big, My biggest critique for him going forward is he needs to get better At rotating through his progressions, because when I'm watching him on the all twenty-two, and this goes back to his college years, last year, and what I what I've been seeing in his film from this last game, he's when he when he look comes to the line, he has a pre-snap read. He says, "Okay, they're in cover two. I'm going here." Okay, they're in cover one. I'm going here. But when a defense fools him, when they show a look and it's something else, and he does, and his first read is taken away. He struggles to find that second receiver and lock on to what their route is and lock on to how he should throw the ball in that situation. And, and as his brain is processing all of that, his feet get a little happy, the pressure starts to close in on him, and he it, And he loses sense of where the play is. If he can learn how to get that part added to his game, I think he could be an NFL starter. But that is one of the harder things to get in the NFL. It's why quarterback is so hard to evaluate going into the nfl because that's one of the things you don't know if a player is going to do he Mm. may do it in college but it's different in the pros because everyone's fast everyone's big everyone's you know got got schemes you you're going to just have to see if they can if they can do that at that level um i think that he showed that he could at least get the first part done there and making the big throw and 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 stepping into his his first read if he gets that second part west i think that he uh he, would, he could be at least a stopgap guy after Ben Roethlisberger. But right now, he's earned at least the spot to say to the Steelers, okay, we don't have to panic and sell out to draft a quarterback in right. the next draft to be our backup. We just got to be able to we, – we, we do want to find that future guy because I still don't think he is the future uh, franchise quarterback. But he's at least showed hey, he's, he's not – you know he hasn't shell-shocked from last year anymore. He does want to come in and make plays.
0: After what we saw yesterday at First Energy Stadium, the creativity from Randy Feetner and company, uh, you think Josh Dobbs gets a helmet on Sunday, or is that too much to risk? You need that body for special teams and things like that in a playoff game. Would you Would you consider dressing three quarterbacks Sunday against the Browns?
1: Uh, I mean, with their injuries, it's it's tough to say that they that they wouldn't pass up the opportunity to take and bring on a special team or on. I'm not so sure that Mike Tomlin actually is considering using Josh Dobbs hmm. at the, in the goal line or in some of the short distance things like they, like, you know, that someone asked him about that. Like, would you consider he's like, sure. Like, you know, he kind of, he kind of said that I, I get the impression. They're still going to run their offense. They're going to trust the play calls that they've made all year. And, and, and don't forget. I mean, yes, the offense mightily struggled for four and a half games. Yes. Ben Roethlisberger, you know, looked rough in that situation but at the same time this was this was an offense that for most of the season was was a serious threat against any defense that it faced if Ben Roethlisberger was on they were on and and, uh, and and they were on for quite a bit going in going into I think it was the Bills game they were the eighth ranked offense in the league I think going into the second Ravens game they were the fourth ranked offense in the league um and finishing out the season, they averaged 26 points per game. Wes, if I had told you this offense was going to average 26 points per game, you would have taken that going into the season, knowing the Steelers' defense, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. So uh...
1: – I'm not so sure that these wholesale changes that everyone always wants in the Steelers' offense because they don't like Randy Feekner and they don't like this and they don't like that actually need to happen. Maybe they add an extra wrinkle in, but in a playoff game, do you really want Josh Dobbs out there running the option to James Conner or Anthony McFarlane, or would you rather Ben Roethlisberger come out, run the offense that he's known for years, and say, hey, let's try a fade to, to Claypool, let's try some Let's try some crossers here, or maybe we catch them off guard with something else. I, I would rather go with the latter there. As, as much as I'm a Josh... Jobs supporter because I think that he uh, is, is a tough dude and he deserves to have a career in the NFL. I'd have to go with Ben in those situations.
0: Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports and the Locked On Steelers podcast. A couple more questions for our friend of the show, friend in real life. Uh, Chris, I know a lot of people would have obviously, a lot of Steelers fans would have liked to see Pittsburgh play spoiler yesterday and ruin the Browns' playoff hopes at their own stadium in their own backyard. But the maybe the silver lining of that right is that now they get to see these Browns again on Sunday, and that is the ideal matchup for Pittsburgh in the playoffs, right? More so than seeing Derrick Henry and the Titans again. More so certainly than seeing Lamar Jackson and in the inform Baltimore Ravens right now. Uh, Cleveland is the ideal first round matchup of all the possibilities for the Steelers. Yes.
1: Yeah, I honestly was thinking the Dolphins because they hadn't played them before, and hmm. you'd get a rookie quarterback, um, and you'd be able to go up against those guys. But I mean, for even more than just um, even more than just about it being the Browns and their talent, the the way the Browns were so happy after that win, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and I'm not saying no team shouldn't celebrate making the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Yeah, standard, standards
0: that. can be different from franchise to franchise, certainly. Right. Like, like the Pirates. They, they went right. nuts
1: when they made the playoffs. Chris, and,
0: and, and, yeah, Moats and, and, and I were and, talking and, about this this morning. If you're a senior in high school in Cleveland, you've never seen your team play in a playoff game. By the time, exactly. I, by the time I was a senior in high school, the Steelers had played in three Super Bowls and won two of them.
1: Right. Like That's, that's, that's my point, is that, Wes, is that you look at the Browns, the Browns fans, the Browns deserve to be happy about this win. But it was the way they were happy about it. The, the, yeah, they've never been there Juju's, before. Right. Juju, doing Juju's TikTok dance in the locker room. Mac Wilson, Porston, Corvette, Corvette.
0: <laughs> if, you could
1: be happy for yourself. But for you to try to act like you're rubbing this in the face of the Steelers because they took out
0: hmm. all their
1: superstars. Like the only guy who was on the field that was even remotely... You know that you know with Minka Fitzpatrick, Stephon to it. You know they left them, those guys in there because they needed to because they had no one else that could play. But I mean, Sean Davis probably ain't playing in this next game. Mason Rudolph definitely ain't playing this, in this next game. JC bar barring any injury, isn't playing in this next game. Like, come on, let's just about this. <laughs> Justin Lane, you know, probably won't play. And Mike Hilton, I, I posted this on Twitter just like about like thirty minutes ago. Mike Hilton played like thirty seven percent of the snaps. That don't happen often this year, and. That was when Joe Hayden was out. You think of Joe with Joe Hayden being out that they're going to say, oh, no, Mike, stay off the field more in a game when they actually needed to win. No, he's going to play more. Vince Williams didn't even play half the snaps in this game. Last, last week, he played all the snaps against the Colts. I, I, I look at this as, as, as a one thing, or one thing only. The Steelers, you just got everything the Browns could throw at you because they needed to win that game. And they barely beat your backups by two. Now, as the Steelers, you can't, you can't go into this game tweeting like Stefan Tuit did before the <laughs> right. game. You can't, you can't go in and saying all this crazy stuff. But you've got to go in and say, we are going to do everything we have to do to win this game. We're on stuffed Nick Chubb. We're going to take away the easy plays. We're going to... And, and, and on the offense, we're going to light them up. We're going right after their safeties. We're attacking vertically. We're giving our, our receivers chances to be playmakers. Deontay Johnson said he got his, he got his mojo back. Juju looks like he's, he's back at it. Claypool looks like he's back at it. Ebron should be back this week. You, you use your – go to your strengths without abandon, without mercy. And when you pile it on, let, just like that's the – don't even send him. Just look at him. Just be like, okay, that's what you do here. That's what you got to do this week. And the message will be sent that, yeah, you beat the backups in this situation, but, boy, if, if that's your Super Bowl, if that's what you want, well, you're about to get clobbered in the game that actually matters here. And right. that will and that will further be the embarrassment that is the Cleveland Browns should that happen.
0: That's where I'm at, Chris, too, right? Let, let them laugh and, and have their fun this week. It's not about who laughs first. It's about who laughs last. And the Steelers, right. uh, I'd much rather be laughing last on Sunday night continuing the season on while Cleveland is making that, that trek back across the turnpike and their season's yeah. over. Uh, last one for you here, Chris. Yeah. A- after the Chiefs, okay, who should be the, the odds on, you know, the biggest Super Bowl favorite in your eyes after Kansas City? Is it Green Bay? Is it New Orleans? Is it maybe the Buffalo Bills? Is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, after the Chiefs, who should kind of be the next biggest favorite in your opinion?
1: I'd say the Packers. Uh, I, I think that they have enough talent on defense to challenge most teams. I, I think that they've really clicked with Devontae Adams, and um, you even saw A.J. Dillon coming in for Aaron Jones late in the season there. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is just the man. I mean, he's the it's him and Patrick Mahomes, neck and neck for MVP for me. And I'd even give it to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but you look at the way that, that Aaron Rodgers is playing, he's back to his assassin mode. And like you know, people always talk about Mamba mentality in basketball. Aaron Rodgers has that in football. He just he comes to rip your throw out, and that kind of mentality. And now that they've secured, teams gotta go to Lambo to go to cool. get to the Super Bowl. Like that is another factor. There. Like I thought, if the Saints could have snuck in and took the one seat away, that would be interesting because now the Saints would be in their controlled environment. They're in a dome and green Bay has to come there and that would change things out. But you get a frigid day in, you know, in green Bay, you get the, the snows falling, you get that. I think that that would be, you know, tough for a Saints team that's maybe going to get Alvin Kamara back at some point, maybe going to get Michael Thomas back at some point, you know, that's the team that I'm looking at. They're, 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 they're you know, firing on all cylinders. They're playing well. Um, and I, I, you know, and that's and that's not saying that, that I don't think any team could sneak him because I think the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's a bad dude. Oh yeah, they've snuck the Packers before, uh, but I, I really think that the Packers are going away the number two team to make to make the Super Bowl. If you're picking the AFC, you got to go with the Bills. They've won I think what six or seven games in a row by multiple mm-hmm. scores. Uh, they're playing at a high level. You got to trust that. Uh, but I, all that being said, I would not if I would not sleep on the Steelers for a second, if Ben Roethlisberger comes out, this, comes out this next week and fires on all cylinders west and he lights up the Browns and the Steelers are confident after this game, I would be really scared to play the Steelers because then the one thing that you can bank on with the Steelers is that you can say, you know what, if Ben doesn't play well, you got a chance. If Ben plays well, hmm. you're in a lot of trouble because the defense is going to feed off that. And when, when Ben's play like that, they haven't lost this season and uh for anyone and and for anyone who says well the Steelers don't play didn't play anybody all season they played more playoff teams this season than anyone in the NFL and they had the most wins against playoff teams this season uh, in any uh, you know for any team in the NFL this is going to be a a really really interesting chapter for like Tomlin Steelers for Ben Roethlisberger's career if they step up and win a few playoff games and you know and if they, if they go to the Super Bowl this year I uh, you know I think it's uh it's a huge testament to what this organization is able to put together year in and year out, um, and especially in the year of COVID with all the hurdles that were thrown at this team. Yes,
0: yeah, certainly, and just some devastating injuries, particularly across the defense Yep, as well. Great stuff as always from our buddy Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports, Locked on Steelers podcast. You can hear him here on the show every Monday at this time as well. Buddy, I appreciate your time, as always. And I'll talk to you just about a week from now when we'll be laughing and calling Baker Mayfield a fraud. Sound like a date?
1: <laughs> that sounds like a date, buddy.
0: <laughs> All right, there he goes, Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports and the Locked on Steelers podcast. Again, great stuff from him, as always. Follow him on Twitter, at Carter Critiques. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. If, if you're a Steelers junkie and you're not subscribed to the Locked on Steelers podcast, well, you're not a Steelers junkie, all right? Chris does a great job, does a podcast every single day about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Get locked on with Chris, read his work in DK Pittsburgh Sports, and like I said, hear him here every single Monday.